turn today. She's probably stuck in traffic coming to the Giants game. Exactly. I do know this. There's stuff in the printer that I need to get right back. Okay. Entertain, I, entertain, entertain the kids? God. Uh, I was supposed to I was supposed to see the intern uh, down in Los Angeles over the weekend, but she got to the place I was going later too early, so she had to leave before I got there. But I uh, I hung out with Push and Sven. Sven. Yes. We know their real names, though. That's the really weird part. I know. And when their wives <laughs> who are you talk Who are you talking to when they When they're, quote, wives? Because they, I don't know if they're really married. They showed we, me pictures of their kids. That's even weirder. Do you know Roger uh, uh, sent a picture of his ass to uh, push while we were at the bar? No. Did he just take it because? Yeah. Just reach, did the reach around? Yeah. Not the reach around, the reach around, but the other way? The reach around, yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. And uh, I see you've put all my uh, drunken phone calls to the robot up online for people to listen to. The robot captures all, so be careful when calling the robot because those things may actually end up on the, as a post. I know. I have to listen to them. I haven't listened to them since I spoke them myself. <laughs> I, I did the one where I was doing the fake uh, movie producer thing, right? Yeah. That was like number five or something. Something when, like that. When I was sitting at the bar, I was staying at the Bonaventure Hotel in L.A. Oh, that's why. See, this was the mystery one. Oh, that was oh, the yeah, So one. this is the this is the mystery <laughs> one. I was like, wow, motor's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and it turns out you weren't. You were just. It was an old game we used to play in L.A. We'd sit around in bars and we'd start carrying on a conversation like we were movie producers to see which shallow, vapid people would start listening into us. That's funny. <laughs> well, I do know that when I, when I actually lived in L.A., uh, for four months last year, that when I, because my normal my normal shtick when I talk to people is that I tell them I'm a writer, and they're like, oh, how cool! I've never met a writer before. At least this is from a San Francisco point of view, right? But when I was in L.A., I would, I would inter- say, oh yeah, I'm a writer, and they're like, you and everybody else. <laughs> it just didn't work, and so then I said that I was a software engineer, and I became interesting again. Wow, you know, I, I came to the realization we discussed this that reflecting on uh, my some of my experiences over the weekend in L.A., I think the people who were born in L.A. are actually cool, and the people that give L.A. the bad rap are the ones who move there to think they're going to become movie stars. I have no comment. Okay. Other than... You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does. Uh, I forgot my line. Line! <laughs> uh, uh, wow. <laughs> and, hey, why is that lawnmower still on? Turn that lawnmower off. And, and, and the beers that you might drink while mowing the lawn. Yes. The best part about homework is the beer. <laughs> the best no, part about the homework. Speaking of L.A., I don't have my lines memorized. <laughs> That's okay, John. It's we'll funny. survive. Well, anyway, it's a special show today. It is. It's all it, about. We have to get out. We have to get out the angst because we're not going to be uh, sitting in this room doing this for two weeks. Although the kids at home won't know because we're going to be putting in the very important handcrafted, handcrafted episodes that uh, we've we've created while we're off gallivanting about the beer world. We are going to a party and then we're going to a beer festival. Yes. Speaking of beer festivals, you miss Washu's. I know. How is Washu's? Fun. Got eliminated in the second round, though. <laughs> that would be the Drake's uh, One Hop Beer Festival. One Hop Beer Festival and the hops was a new one. 
been cultivated for the last three years while they've kind of, you know, I don't know what they do to cultivate it, like blend it, make bees do different things to it. Anyway, um, it was the brand new hops called Bravo. And they got Bravo. together. Bravo. And they got together uh, all the brewers in the Northern California area and around. Uh, as far as south as I think the San Luis Obispo guys were there. Okay. It was quite a collection of, of local breweries, California, of course. And um, they all used Bravo hops as one, as the main ingredient. And they also were supposed to use the same malt bell and stuff like that. Yeah, they actually had the recipe. And so on the on the 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 chart the, or the the flight chart, they had the recipe and when the hops was supposed to go into the boil. Okay. So it was all pretty defined, and it was interesting. the 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 beer that I didn't like at all. Yes, was the one from Russian River, which is pretty uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, why like, didn't you like it? It was sour. It had some characteristics going on, and that I just wasn't happy with. Well, the the one way, if you're all following the same recipe, that you actually change the, the flavor of the beer is the yeast. Yeah, so the yeast was imparting flavors that. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was just the idea that it was sitting next to all the funkiness that goes on in that brewery. That it oh just, no, they're serious about keeping that. If you listen to some of the other shows, they're serious about keeping that all clean up there. It's like it's like a hazmat operation in the brewery. <laughs> anyway, it was it was the beer that I was most surprised that I was not happy with. I want to try it. It's uh, well, we're gonna have to go to Russian River to get Bravo. Ah. Yeah, that's a day trip. Yeah, I bet it's better than the beer we have in front of us. Well, we're talking about lawnmower beers today. Beers that okay. So the difference is, someone was asking me, "Didn't you already do a beer show about summer beers? You know, beers that you would drink in the summer?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we did, but that's beers of summer, right? Those are the beers I'm having for the barbecue, for the beach, you know, the outside. And I'm not actually doing it. I'm doing a physical activity, but I'm not like working. Frisbee is different than." Than, than mowing, mowing the, the lawn, lawn especially right. with a push mower. Exactly. Hey, did you know that the push mower, where did that thing go? What, the best quote? Yeah. Bottom line of that, Chief Bottom John. line of that. <laughs> Invented in England in 1830s to take over the job that once belonged to scythe-wielding, is that right, scythe? Yeah. Scythe-wielding people or hungry sheep. Uh, also sheep. goats. Goats would have had that job. Hey, you know, did you hear about the tragedy earlier this week? No. There is a truck. This is a serious story, and I was a little bit sad. Um, around the Bay Area, there are a lot of inaccessible slopes. Oh, John's making that Bugs Bunny rabbit face. Um, there are a lot of uh, slopes and places that are hard to do fire control, and there are people who have started businesses where they move herds of goats around. They pen them in, and the goats eat all the underbrush. And actually, a vehicle carrying a bunch of goats overturned on the highway this last is tragic. Week. It's sad. Goats are cute. They're also tasty. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's barilla. It's Sunday. We should go to a Mexican place. Get some barilla. Exactly. You know. So barilla. This. You know what's wrong with this beer? Not cold enough. Ah, uh, that's one thing about the lawnmower beers. That's the one thing about the lawnmower beers. They must be nearly cold. So make sure that those beers in there, in that, in that cooler, are embedded in the ice because if they're not, it's not going to work. So our first beer up is, in fact, the very first light beer invented in the United States. Um, it's Miller Light. And the thing with this beer is that it didn't actually start off at Miller. It started off at another brewery called the Rheingold Brewery in New York in 1967. 
And they were uh, working on trying to market something to grow their market, just get away from the guys, get it to the ladies who are calorie conscious. They called it diet beer. Like, <laughs> that's going to work. There's no way that I'm drinking something called diet beer. Right. That's, ugh. So it was introduced to the world. It was actually rebranded when Miller acquired the, um, the Meisterbrow recipe uh, and launched it as Miller Light in 1975. This tastes great. Less filling. No, it tastes great. Less filling. Okay. <laughs> we all watch TV as children. And I never really understood it. But, you know, the, the, the old slogan was, I came all the way across the country, and all you got is light beer. <laughs> is that the right? I think that. Is that the right might, campaign? I don't know. I don't remember. It's all blurred. The point, the point of this, starting with Miller Lite, is this is the first uh, very popular and successful attempt to really make a really light beer. There are other light beers out there. Actually, if you want to, if you want to save on calories, Anchor Small Beer is like seventy calories. Um, That's even less than the other one. It's Amster less light. than anything else. Um, so you can make a beer. It's less alcohol, less grain, less sugar. Uh, the Anchor Small Beer is made by running, taking all the the uh, the mash that they use for their barley wine that uses a lot of grain and everything, and running a second batch of water through it, sort of like making coffee a second time with the same grounds in your coffee filter, you can get out a decent lighter beer, uh, and it's really low in calories. But what we're doing today with the lawnmower beers, lawnmower beers are just sort of the classic name now for all the light American beers that are good and cold and refreshing. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's the American, uh, the Amer the big American breweries, for the most part, are satisfying a demand for a light, cold, refreshing beer. They're not trying to make a big, fat, heavy stout or even a pale ale. People like this, obviously, by the sales. And so we're just following this up because this is the beer you sort of want when you're out in the sun doing work. They did 12.5 million barrels in their first year. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer. And it increased. It took them two years to double their capacity to 24 million barrels. Runaway hit. Runaway hit. It was the second second most... Second most drank beer. Drank beer? People drank this beer more... Secondly. It was, it it was, was secondly it more was drunken. <laughs> secondly more drunken, John. It's uh, past tried, perfect I tried to rewrite this sentence in my head, and it didn't work. <laughs> it was number two to which beer? Bud. Okay. And then Bud said, uh-oh, and invented Bud Light. Exactly. And then, I'm surprised about this, because I thought that Bud Light came out later on in its... Or actually, early on, and it turns out it was 1982 when it came out. It we took were still them, wee children. It took them seven years to respond to this phenomena of light beer. They brought that out in time for uh, me to get my driver's license. Perfect. <laughs> Drinking and driving. It took them. It took them 12 years for for Bud Light to become out, to outsell Miller Light. And uh, I have a thought there. How did that happen? I don't know. Uh, advertising. Was, Bud, was Spuds McKenzie for Bud Light? Spuds McKenzie was for... I think he was Bud Light. Yeah, he was Bud Light. Yeah, Spuds was... Obviously, that's how they outsold Miller Light. Took a, it took a dog to uh, to outsell them. So this is, this is an interesting thing. You know, we've talked about beers being pure. The German... The German pure. The Yeah. And this beer... Is claimed on Wikipedia... On claim. To contain... <laughs> Polypropylene glycol 
uh, alginate, water barley hops, corn syrup, chemically modified hops, extract, yeast, some word that starts with Amy, carbon dioxide, and papin enzyme. Oh, there's some more. Liquid sugar, potassium, uh, metabisulfate, and emca malt, which is a food coloring. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff in this beer. It took a long time to, uh, you know, to perfect light beer. Wow. Uh, that's why the Bugs Bunny face, I think. It's flavors that we're not used to experiencing in the beers we usually drink. Pretty much. It, poly, poly, uh, propylene glycol. That means their glycol line was leaking into the, into the uh, fermenter when they... The refrigerant. But yes. did they, did, was this the recipe that they made in 1967? Or did it come, become this? I'm thinking it might have been the recipe they started with because you remember when when we were we children, yeah. the world still believed science could uh, make the world a better place. Sure. And so if you're trying to come up with a better beer at that time, you're going to be trying to use all the fancy chemicals and ad, ad, adjuncts to come up with what your desired uh, result is. And I remember from reading... Um, about this subject, you started to get problems with the clarity of the bear. Mm-hmm. You started to get problems with head retention. And so a lot of these things they tossed in were trying to correct problems with the color of the beer, head retention. And also the uh, like the liquid sugar and the other stuff uh, reeks of trying to cheat on the uh, the mash. The, instead the corn of, syrup, right? Instead of trying to extract stuff from grain, you're just dumping in stuff that the yeast can digest to make the alcohol. They must water this down because even if they use that, they're still at 4.2. Yeah. Well, we don't know everything there is to know about how a lot of the big beer factories make beer. And I know Bud likes to claim that its beers are pretty pure, and that seems to be right. Um, but the And this is also Wikipedia from Miller. But I know maybe the original recipe that started out at Rheingold or whatever was using all this to try and come up with the, uh, the proper beer. It's got to be colder. That's all I know. It's funny because you don't get... You don't get the you don't get these weird flavors coming through when you, you drink it ice cold. And in drinking in drinking this delicious can of Miller Lite, um, you don't really get even a hint of malt or a hint of anything. No. In in very light other beers, you can still taste a little bit of malt or a little bit of this or that. This is um, I sometimes refer to some of these beers. It's like a little bit like drinking Calistoga water. You're like sparkling oh, right, water. Yeah, you're, getting, got, you're getting flavors in your in your light fizzy liquid, but you're not quite sure what they are. It's like it's a could be the carbon dioxide. It could be the the bitey at the end. Yes, know, like pepper flavors that are going on in the Calistoga. Right, but uh, so let's try this against. It's uh, the competition that it spawned. Okay. This, by the way, you'll see this in the class photo. This is an absolutely beautiful can. It's a uh, it's commemorating the All Star Game that just happened last week here in San Francisco. So it's the commemorative All Star twenty four ounce Bud Light can. There's two versions of this. One of them was the the can that they actually sold in the ballpark was an aluminum can, and it had the Giants logo, Giants logo, and the All Star Game logo on it. And it was the only place. To get it was in the ballpark. Um, and you can actually find those on eBay if you're a collector. Well, it would be like the can we're pouring. Yeah. Because I got 
when we get to our uh, the Budweiser instead of the Bud Light, um, I got the the Budweiser. See, look, it's clearer. Yeah, the Bud Light is uh, is much clearer than it, the Miller it, Light. It's much much clearer. And the 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 bubbles are bigger. The bubbles are bigger. But the Bud Light looks more like a beer that we'd find at our micros. Sort of just yeah, it's like it's in terms fun. of in terms of the bubbles and the head. Yeah, it's got a the head retention's bigger and the clarity is much much clearer. This almost this has almost a. Of course, it could be the condensation on the glass. Yeah. No, it's not as clear. Yeah. yeah you could you can read through the Bud Light. You can read through the Bud Light. That's very true. Here, let's let's try something. Yeah. All right. We'll take, we're gonna. I'm holding up a sheet of paper, and it makes it sort of the con. No, well, no. You get the uh, arcing of the glass. Right. The magnifying glass effect. Employing a blade that. Okay. So we're on to Bud Light. Budweiser said, "Oh my God, Miller's come up with something. They're going to clean our clocks if we don't come up with the same thing, or something that will appeal to the same market." 4.2 calories, actually a little bit less. Not 4.2. 4.2 ABV. Yes. And John, for the record, did not make the Bugs Bunny face when he sipped the uh, Bud Light. Mm-mm. 110 calories. Actually, it's a little bit less alcoholic. No, it's the same. It's 4.2. There must be a reason for that to call it. You must have a minimum. But your American's 3.2. I'm not used to these high alcohol beers, John. <laughs> 110 calories. <laughs> Since 2001, Bud Light has been the best-selling beer in the United States. It's currently marketing slogan. Marketing slogan is always worth it. Does it say that on there? No. This can says San Francisco All-Star Game 2007, SF, Giants, San Francisco, SF, SF, Major League Baseball, Bud Light, SF, 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 Giants, uh, one of the world's largest recyclers. San Francisco, SF, SF, Giants, What's SF, the, SF. Is the 24 for Willie Mays, or is that the number of ounces in that? It's the 24 for Willie Mays, I'm sure. No, it's the size of the, the beverage container that this comes in. Hmm. Major League Baseball trademarks and copyrights are used with permission of Major League Baseball Properties, Inc. Trademark MLBP 2006. Questions, comments? Oh, it's Budweiser, so we can do this. The board on date, and this is, this is dangerous if you're uh, 4th of May. Fourth of May. So this is uh, the fourth of July. Had to take the uh, day off the next day. The yes. Quattro de Mayo. Quattro de Mayo. <laughs> and they wouldn't brew it on May first because that's May Day International Workers Day. That's right. So Uno de Mayo not going to brew. Beer. Uno de Mayo. Wasn't she a big star in Italy? I don't know. I don't know anything about Italian porn. This is much better than uh, than the Miller Lite. It's 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 got a little bit of sweet, but I think the little the sweet also has a little bit of a hint of some sort of malt and mm-hmm. natural ingredients. I'm, um, you know, a it needs, still needs to be colder. It's just oh wow, I've never said this on the show. You're going to say that about every beer. <laughs> we have it in ice, and it's just not cold enough. No, maybe we should dump some water in there to get it even colder. Keep moving around. Yeah, that'll I'm help. I'm trying to make sure the green death stays cold. <laughs> green death has to stay cold. Um, no, I, here's this is a. If I'm outside, if I'm working, if I'm doing something in the garden, mowing the lawn. Because we both have gardens, gardens and lawns. I've never lived in a house with a lawn. 
I have, used to be the the every day, excuse me, the every Saturday ritual was to get up. Because here's the thing. When I lived in the Midwest, everybody did the same thing on Saturday morning because there was no way of sleeping in. It's like, and then you're out there doing the laps around the lawn Uh because that's what all the neighbors are doing. And if you didn't do that, like on Saturday, then you had to wait until the next week because Sunday, like nobody mowed their lawn on Sunday. I I remember going out to a a friend's wedding in southeastern Ohio toward the the backside of the Appalachians. And on the way out there through Lancaster, um, along the road, it was sort of country. And all the houses were on a lot of land, old-time houses. And everybody had like five or six acres of lawn. And it was perfectly mowed all the way to the street, like through the gullies. And it's just really something you don't see here in California. Because first of all, most places in California, lawns aren't sustainable. Because we don't get rain in the summer. And second, there's usually not that much massive space around homes. We usually go in with different kinds of landscaping. But I would, the whole lawn thing is lost on me because I never had a lawn as a kid. <laughs> well, I never had a lawn. You never had a lawn. They make this place in, they make this, I'm sorry, they make this beer in these places. They make it in uh, St. Louis. Oh, wow. So that, that's, uh, this fact is already wrong. <laughs> no, they do make it in St. Louis, but this list is not right. St. Louis, Columbus, Newark, uh, Fort Collins, someplace in Florida. Uh, so, is it San Fernando or L.A. in Southern California? Fairfield. I'm trying to name off all the uh, the Bud Breweries. I think you can look this up online, kids. I think there's seven. There are seven. In the country. And I think I probably named six. That's usually how my brain works. But yeah, Florida, Florida, Newark, New Jersey, Columbus, St. Louis, Fort Collins, L.A., and Fairfield. That's seven. That's seven. You got them all. Wow. <laughs> so Bud Light works. I'd say Bud Light works for us here. I think um, we didn't make stinky, nasty faces when we drank it. No, we're not unhappy with it at all. No. What are we drinking now, Motor? Um, we're drinking Bud Light's Big Brother, Budweiser. Budweiser has an interesting history in the United States. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, they're smart guys in terms of business. I'll give them that. And this is in the uh, it's the same sort of design as the can of Bud Light, except it's red. And the funniest thing about this can being big and tall and red is this beer was brewed on May Day. It's Uno de Mayo. Uno de Mayo. So the color is really similar to the Bud Light. Yes. In fact, it's probably indistinguishable. Uh, it doesn't look as incredibly clear as the Bud Light. There was, I think there was the Bud Light looked a little bit clearer in terms of being able to see things through the glass of beer. Yeah, there's a difference. There is a difference. It's lighter. The Bud yeah. Light is lighter. Yeah. The uh, the Budweiser is more golden color. Yeah, and there's almost a silverly silvery gold color to the Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It smells just like Bud. This is the stake in the ground beer for this kind of beer. It's not bad. <laughs> in fact, I think I prefer the Bud to the Bud Light. Well, let's see. Just because there's, I don't know, it might be a bit sweeter. It is sweeter. And um, it's there's a bit, wow, hint of hops. 
There, it's it's the uh, the taste that lingers is more pleasant. Not that the Bud Light was unpleasant, but it's more pleasant than the Bud Light. I think that's because of the sweetness. It's almost like I want to describe it as flowers, but that's not quite the right description. How about bunnies or unicorns? Uh, bunnies. <laughs> unicorns, no. Unicorns generally uh, smell different. I mean, taste different. Unicorn meat, it depends. It depends how young the unicorn is. If it's a baby unicorn before the head grow, I mean, the horn grows. Univeal? <laughs> Univeal. <laughs> Mm, Univeal. No, well, before you know, if when the when the the, the horns just the nubby. horn is just a stub. Yeah, you know, and once it starts to grow, it, the whole thing of the unicorn, the whole flavor profile of the unicorn changes. Well, it, what happens is as the calcium is being drawn from the unicorn's the rest of the unicorn's body mm-hmm. to build the horn that's right. really a calcium growth out of its forehead. Yeah, forehead. Yes, it's a forehead. Um, it really starts – it pulls all the calcium out of the bones and through the unicorn meat. And that gives the the, uh, the meat sort of a chalky flavor that you don't expect in meat. I never expect that in meat. You know it would be a good beer to Mm-mm. go with unicorn meat? No, what? Budweiser. Well, that's why <laughs> – it also would go well with the rabbit. Mm, rabbit. Bunny rabbit. <laughs> so Budweiser is – it's the stake of the ground because the, these are the guys – Love them or hate them, who uh, came up with the idea of, well, we're just going to get into every market. We're going to market. We're going to come up with something that everybody likes, regardless of whether or not it's the most artistic thing ever. But it's everybody will tell you this is an incredibly competently brewed beer, and it's a very difficult beer to make. Uh, if we go back to the homebrewing show and you ask me what beer would I homebrew, I would uh, homebrew well, this is what you were, a, dark, this is, a dark brown hoppy beer. Exactly. Well, <laughs> this is the thing you were drinking in the very beginning was this style of beer. I was made drinking by, Lone Brow. No, made by, the, made by that homebrewer. Oh, right. Yeah. That's true. I forgot all about that. John, I'm glad somebody at this show is on the ball. So evidently... Did they just did they get this dispute done? The Budvar. The Budvar one? Yeah. Is that um, still going on? You know, I think Or do they buy them off? No, I think it'll go on forever until uh, they buy Budvar. Um Anheuser-Busch has made offers to buy out the Czech brewing company in order to secure global rights to the name Budweiser for both beers. But the Czechs have refused. Yes. Good for them. Um the the story behind this is the name Budweiser is actually originally used by a brewery in the Czech Republic that came up with one of the first, one of the first, not the first, one of the first um, Pilsner beers. And it's named after the place that it comes from. Uh, and it sort of early on became sort of a style name so when Budweiser started using the name it was referring to this famous beer that was brewed in the Czech Republic as time has gone on though uh, especially with world wars in Europe uh, communism and the Iron Curtain the t- and the growth of Budweiser throughout the world the, uh, the whole balance sort of changed so the Budweiser the American Budweiser became the more famous beer then as um, the communism ended and Budvar could once be found around outside of the communist world, 
the two sort of beers started to come and bash head to head again. Mm-hmm. And I believe they came to agreement that in the EU, and this could be wrong, you can look this up, but I believe in the EU, Budweiser has to be called Bud. And uh, the Czech uh, Budvar can be Budvar Budweiser. But in the United States and most other places, the beer, the Czech beer is called Czechvar. So if you're out, it's got a, a red and white label, Czechvar, pick up some of that. That's a lot closer to one of my favorite beers, Radeberger. Because it's still the traditional Pilsner-style beer, it's not the sort of streamlined and fine-tuned beer that Budweiser is. So, this beer is beechwood-aged. Yes, that's a traditional way to make beer. So, is the beechwooding a big old barrel made out of beechwood, or is it... It's, it's beechwood chunks that are put into the barrel, and the beechwood chunks, I believe are there and they attract some of the yeast. They also give off a very, very little bit of flavor. But um, a lot of different old traditional beers do this. And Budweiser still does it. And I think part of it is to get the yeast to flock to the uh, beechwood. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. <gasps> is that what it says? And they use the word flocculation. Flocculation. Which is a cool word. Take some- when I get mad sometimes, I tell people to flocculation. <laughs> No, um, actually, Sean uh, brought he did the tour over at uh, Fairfield, and he brought back one of the beechwood pieces. Uh-huh. And this wood was old and white, and well, beech is a light wood to start with. Yeah, no, but I mean, it was just it just looked like it was a million years old. Yeah, like they like they've used this wood. I don't know. I don't know what the the number of times through the brewing process uh, that it's allowed to do, but. Definitely, it had it had seen. It looked like it had gone through a river. <laughs> well, think how much beer goes through a Budweiser plant. It's a lot of beer, and it gets tossed in there and it has to do its job. But I mean, it's still they actually do use the beech wood and make it all happen. Right on. Well, Budweiser, not a bad beer. Nope, like it lots for uh, like it better than the Bud Light. I can see why people would. Speaking of flocculation, would flocculate from one beer to the other. You know, instead of saying, "Ooh, I can't drink that beer. I only like this kind of beer." Right? Please, I only like this kind of beer. And what we're doing also is being able to train our tongues or our palates to discern the flavors in these beers that a lot of people perceive as all the same thing. Right. Uh, yeah, we've had three beers so far, and every one of them has tasted extremely different to me. Yeah. And I don't know if people realize that. I mean, I I know people will express a preference. I don't know if it's based on marketing or whatever, that they're either uh, our next beer we're coming out of, either a Coors guy or a Bud guy. <laughs> um, but taste the beer and see which one you like, and then that could give you an idea of where your palate goes so that when you drink more complex beers um you know whether you like sweeter or hoppier right i do know that i'm ready for the next beer and would that be uh the silver bullet or the silver bullet's daddy i think we go well normally when you're tasting beers you got to go with a lighter beer first before you go with the heavier beer because your palate's going to be influenced by the quote heavier beer but you're thinking what i'm thinking yeah, I'm thinking what you're thinking. Banquet beer. Exactly. My aunt loves this. 
It is not the silver can. It is the golden can. From Golden, Colorado. This is, an, this is the Willie Mays size as well. <laughs> Willie Mays. You know, as somebody wrote uh, talking about the All-Star festivities and the All-Star game, mm-hmm. seeing Willie Mays is worth the price of admission. Yep. That guy's pretty cool. This looks very similar to the Bud Light okay. in, term, in terms of color. So we don't have the Pantone book, but we're looking at yeah. this, and I'm like, it's almost identical. And also in terms of clarity. And this is, this is, uh, this was a big cult beer in its time. We talked about it earlier. This is, this is the beer that Smoking the Bandit was, you know. This was the beer that really helped uh, propel, actually, Smoking the Bandit totally propelled this beer. Right. Because everybody was like, what's the big deal about a case, or excuse me, a semi-full a Coors beer. <laughs> and uh, they had to all go and find out for themselves. we got to watch that again. I think that's going to be the homework. <laughs> this is a beer for tea, Justice. <laughs> um, wow, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I like this beer better than the Budweiser. You know, I'm pretty sure this is not going to be a progression throughout the day. No. We know what the last beer is. Yeah, we do know what the last beer is. <laughs> Um, all right, so this is very wow. This is a very um, this is definitely a lawnmower beer. Mm-hmm. A, it needs to be colder, and B, it needs to be hotter in the studio. It's got less mouthfeel than the than the bud, and it's it, not as sweet, right? Which is uh, well, I don't know. I think I'm liking it because it's not sweet, sweet like the like the other beer. Let me let me. I'm I'm still I'm still working on this. The the computer is still working because these are. These are and, these. You know, okay, so on a scale of a hundred, on a, we're, what we're doing is, yeah, on a scale of a hundred, on a scale of a hundred. So if you had something like Promised Land from Magnolia, right, one hundred and forty IBUs, full of grapefruit, full of flavor, masking all the all the high alcohol that's there. Most people don't even like that beer because it's so in your face, right? That beer is, is the hundred. The next beer down from that, so. The next beer, like, uh, where's the something else? What, we've, what, the Winmer. The Winmer. Okay. Yeah. The Winmer would be like a twenty. Right. Okay. So uh, some lemons going on. Some, you know, the the uh, it's kind of floral flavor. Uh, In the world of beer flavors, on a scale of one to a hundred, with a uh-huh. hundred just being out of control. Yeah. And one, we're we're dealing with like the one to three range. I would say as as big as five, okay. and not really anymore. And so like for for. For our palate, because we started off with bitter American, right? Bitter Americans running in around fifteen. I'd say I'd go as far as saying twenty. And okay. we're not talking IBUs. We're just coming up with an arbitrary, right, an arbitrary scale. sort of flavor scale. Okay, however so you want to rate flavor, I'd say it's twenty to twenty-five. Twenty a, to twenty-five. Okay, so like the our, it's got a lot of character. And then the the IPAs that like for example Racer Five would be in the fifty category. Yeah, um, I would say it's more than that, but yeah. I've really warmed up to Racer 5. like Racer 5. Maybe it's in the 70. But anyway, what we're saying is... Anyway, the higher the... Well, anyway, we haven't even... This is the very first time we've thought of this 100 scale and where our beers go. <laughs> and we're, we're working on a, on a difference of one or two points. And so if you sit down like I was doing Friday night and even going through IPAs, oh, you're going to find a lot of different... There are a lot of variables 
Right. There's IPA, IPAs. There's IPAs talk. that are really sweet. There's IPAs that are really hoppy. There's IPAs that are really balanced. So you could do that hundred scale on on rating twenty five IPAs. But there are a lot of things that'll stand out a lot on your tongue. This is like looking at um, in terms of color, trying to discern between light blue and medium blue. Whereas other things you're looking at, is it red or yellow? <laughs> right. I'm a visual person. Okay, so out of the three, the four beers that we've had so far, this is the most balanced. I'm, I'm hanging with the Budweiser. Really? Yeah. Mm. Although I, I know I'm biased. I know I, I'm pretty sure I know which one my favorite's going to be. What do we know about Coors? Started in 1873 by mm. a German immigrant named Adolf Coors. And a guy named Jacob Schuler. 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 <laughs> they started the brewery with two grand. Two grand what? No, I'm sorry. Coors threw in two thousand bucks. Schuler invested eighteen thousand. And uh, that's a lot of money to start a brewery back in the day. Eighteen thousand? Yeah. Twenty grand? Can't do it today. Anyway, they went um, and found the water supply up in the in the Denver foothills. Yeah, in the land of sky blue waters. Oh, uh, no. Wrong place. Wait, where did they find it? You keep talking while I read the can. They found it, well... Uh, 100% Rocky Mountain water. They're not pumping that water up from the plains. Nope, they are not. Um, they survived during Prohibition by diversifying manufacturing to malted milk... And believe it or not, ceramics. Ceramics. That's weird. I wonder why there's no Coors ceramic. Oh. Did they have their own glass plant? So Coors, the Coors ceramic, I was just going to make a joke that we never see anything about Coors ceramic. And it's a place called Coors Tech that makes ceramics. Ah. Weird. Weird. And uh, it's still Coors only still has one brewery, I believe. It's in Golden, Colorado. I believe it all comes out of the same pipe. And they've got, I guess this is the drink-by date, September 2007. And then it's got some sort of sneaky number underneath it. I heard they bought a mountain on the East Coast so that they could, and they renamed it Rocky Mountain. God. So that they could, so that they could continue making uh, Coors on the, on the left coast, I mean on the right coast. Is that true? It is, in fact. Um, well, they're a big diversified worldwide brewery now as well. They've got they've got other brands in, under their belt, or they are a brand. Killians, Keystone, Keystone Light, Keystone Cops, Zima, Zima. It sucks. You know what they say about Zima. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> same thing they say about the men's room's latest paint job at Twenty One A. Oh, pardon me for that snortle. A little gay is still gay. <laughs> well, uh, one of the one of a fine movie, uh, Heather's. Oh yes, Heather's. Uh, it's a great film. It's a brilliant black comedy, and it should be paired with uh, very bad things. Heather's is one of those oh, sort. Wow, it's, very it's, bad things. That is. It's, a- it's Winona Ryder and uh, what's his name. The little tiny guy who looks like Jack Nicholson. Who's also in Very Bad Things. Oh, he is in Very Bad That's why you have to pair them, because it's the exact same character oh, 10, years 10 years later at later. a bachelor party. Uh, go, go watch on. Heathers. And Heathers, they have the... Um, 
Winona Ryder is the dark, moody girl that we all have a crush on in high school. And uh, what is that guy's name? Is it is it Christian Slater? Yeah. Okay, Christian Slater is sort of the the dark, troubled uh, youth whose dad owns a demolition company or something. And uh, they start killing people for fun in high school. And they kill. It started the- off accidentally, <laughs> and then it then it blew out of proportion. Um, but at one point, they killed like the the captain of the football team and like the quarterback or something, and they set it up to make it look like a lovers' fight. And the police are the police are looking around the crime scene. They're not believing it at all. They're not believing it at all. And then one of the cops goes, "Uh oh, this clenches it. What?" It's a bottle of Zima. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to get drunk on something that tastes like 7-Up, put some vodka in your 7-Up. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I think, you know, John, are we bold enough to do a alternative show? A alternative show? Zima and it's like? I don't think we can. No, I don't think we can get through that. No. All right. Well, the Coors beer was very good. And now we're going to go to its... Big Brother, because this is the beer that actually sells more than Coors Banquet beer. And I don't have a ruling as to how much beer they sell in a year, because I was not able to find that. You know, we're also going to... It's the official beer of the NFL and the NFL Network. Wow. Does it say that on the can? It it says it's it's got the Frost Blue Liner. It's got ice-cold refreshment. Nothing more refreshing than an ice-cold Coors Light. Our unique frost-brewing process delivers that crisp, refreshing taste that you can't find anywhere else. Also, they've got a fascinating... Let's see. Where is... It isn't... 102 calories per 12 ounces. But since this is another Willie Mays can, this is 204 calories. And during the 70s, these guys um, went from the pull tab... To the, to the, um, those beer, those push things. Oh yeah. Where I was always worried that I'd shove my finger all the way into the can and come out with like, it would like scrape all the meat off my finger and I'd just have this bloody bone Mm -hmm. sticking out of my hand. Interesting thing about. Welcome to the world of motorist phobias. So interesting thing about Coors is that there is a Silicon Valley company that made terminals and they were called Sorak. S-O-R-O-C. And their logo turned out to be a, uh, a a circle with a pull tab on the top. Oh. And um, so they were called Sorak. And, Is uh, that Coors backwards? No, it's Coors backwards, but then they flipped one of the letters, the O uh, and the R, so that it looked cool. Because when you, when you, unless you... Does anybody you, build terminals anymore? Does I'm yeah, sure. there's still some term. There's Weiss. Yeah, Weiss makes a whole bunch. But if, without the um, without the the flip, it doesn't spell anything that's pronounceable. It's like S R O O C. I just work. assumed it was a Star Trek character or some sort well, of that was the thing. No, it was kind of, you know, when you see the logo, you're like, oh, how original. They were drinking beer trying to figure out the name of their company. <laughs> you know, this was. Uh, I got a couple of stories on this one. All of my redneck friends in high school swore by Coors Light. That's story number one. It wasn't really a story. It was more of a statement. Okay. John's making a face. I'm not making a face. Oh, I'm just like oh, No, I'm just going to say right off that after tasting the Coors Light, I prefer the Coors. Okay, here we go. And there's a couple of reasons why. 
And now that motor can talk. Oh, I'm all over Coors Light. I, I, I got to tell you. Maybe it's the IPA in me that's uh, biasing my, my flavor profile. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, out of all these, and I'm, I'm biased, I know it was coming, but you know, flavor-wise, I like Coors Light. You know why? No, why? Not a lot of flavor. Oh. And the flavor is much more the bitter than the other stuff. Well, it is definitely more bitter than the Coors. Right. It's also more bitter than the Bud. Right. And I've been at two occasions where the great Fritz Maytag is asked, what beer do you drink besides your own? And his answer is Coors Light. Hmm. And he says he uses the term lawnmower beer. So for lawnmower beers, I would say this is the stake in the ground. All right. I'll give you that ruling. But but regular Budweiser is the stake in the ground for the beers that sell the most around this country and people like to disparage, but it's a well-assembled beer. But for lawnmower beer, I got to tell you, it's Coors Light. This was the beer that was the, had the campaign. I came all the way here and all you got is light beer. I sort of remember that. Wasn't like John Wayne in those things before he so. died of cancer? This was, this was the beer that, that was the, was that maybe I'm going to look it up. Coors Light. Yeah. I think this was the, okay. I think this was the uh, the beer that was that because it came out in 1978, so it would have been three years after the the Miller Light. Okay, but it doesn't make John Wayne wasn't dead yet at that point. That's right, but it's but still, it was Cowboys. I remember the Cowboys. I think it was Cowboys. Where's our way back machine? I don't know. We can. What do you think about that? We new can. Un- fact- what do you think about that new underdog movie? Uh, underdog. I couldn't tell whether or not looking at the ads, whether it was supposed to be like underdog from the cartoon when I was a kid. It's a CG dog. Is it? Yeah. Well, you know, it's better because, you know, they used to put like fish line into the dog's lips to make them talk. I think that's what they used to do with Mr. Ed. Right. So if it's fake dogs or dogs having their lips pulled by fishing line, maybe CG is okay. So, no, I like Coors Light. I like it because it's devoid of it's devoid of most flavors. The flavor that comes through is more bitter than sweet. The lack of mouthfeel or body sort of helps the bitterness. Still not cold enough. <laughs> so there is a theme that's running through this. These beers have to be cold. Yeah. For we got to leave that bit of silence in, too, because we're both thinking. That's the sound of John and I thinking. I was turning my head to look at the dorm fridge that he's got in the corner. That's not going to even get it cold enough. I remember when we were drinking beer in college, um, and there's a story about that, but I'm not going to go into that. No, but you the, remember, but, John, you remember idea, when you were drinking beer in college because we didn't know each other in college. Okay, I was drinking beer in college, <laughs> and we used to go steal all the ice from the from the ice maker in the the frid or the basement of the dorm uh-huh. and you know we had the the trash can with the with the uh, the uh, that's what I do at hotels now if i need ice i take the garbage can out yeah. of the hotel room go to the ice machine and fill the garbage can full of ice then what you do is you put all the beer in the bathroom sink right fill the bathroom sink full of ice and put water in it and then it gets like freezing cold yeah but that's what we used to do because that was the way that, that all this beer 
these two dollars a six pack kind of beers were. If yeah. you didn't have them ice ice frozen, they were horrible. Right. At least that was my palate back then. So obviously we have not used our college our college skills, our mad college skills to make this uh to make this cold. I kept my beer in my little dorm fridge because I drank anchor. Well And we went into that on another show. I know. Nobody well, else would drink anchor. Make sure that Jaime, who wasn't my roommate at the time, who you're going to get to hear on the next show, right? Yeah, Jaime he's will up, probably he's be up the next. next. Show. Um, uh, he drank Lone Broad Dark. He wasn't my roommate. He was down the hall. But uh, yeah, Anchor, everybody would taste some and then decide they didn't like it. So it was great because I could keep beer in my dorm fridge and nobody would take it because they were sort of scared of it. All right. Coors is not owned by Coors anymore. They're owned by Molson. I thought they were sort of Coors Molson. Mm, Coors Molson, but anyway, it's owned by... Canadian? Mol- Canadian. They have $5 billion in sales. So to put that in perspective, Apple Computer is going to do about $15 billion this year with all their stuff. But wait. But wait what? This doesn't play music. <laughs> I can't use this to log on to the internet. You can't get... <laughs> You can't get the interweb. Although, this is made out of the same thing as our portable computers. That's right. It is. <laughs> Beer and aluminum. Yes. Also, they um, in England, a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a number of brands are Coors brands now. I think, now it could be wrong, Carling. Carling is one of the, the uh, one of the brands the, that yep. they have. Yes, there's a whole long list. Have they gobbled up any Germans yet? Uh, the, I think the Germans... Grolsch. Grolsch. Eh. M&B. What's M&B? Oh, something in the UK. Oh. Actually, that's Stone's Bitter. Toby and Worthington. Oh, Worthington. My... Uh, this is interesting. It's hmm. the overlying lattice of coincidence. Um... My friends who I went down for their wedding in southeastern Ohio, they lived in Worthington, Ohio, which is close to where the Coors Brewery is. And my friend's father, when they moved to England, discovered that uh, there was a Worthington brewery, and he went on this mad binge on eBay to buy every bit of beer memorabilia from the Worthington brewery to put up in his you know, dad's party room yeah. at the family house in uh, Worthington, Ohio. You know, oh, and happy birthday to Chris, because it's his birthday in two days. Although I don't think he listens to the podcast. So, the lawnmower was invented in 1827. That's after they had beer. By a guy named Edwin Beard Budding. <laughs> Edwin Beard. Mower. Edwin Mower. It took him three years to get the patent, and what it was was this thing that had, uh, I don't know, some gears and some wheels, and you pushed it around, and the thing went... I've used those. It turns out that there's a resurgence of this type of mower in the United States. They sold almost, where did that little factoid go? Here it is. They sold um, 350,000 of these push type mowers in the last year. Why? Um, Because people, A, want to be more environmentally friendly. Um, They don't necessarily want to deal with a mower that uses a combustion engine because they can be cantankerous 
the little three and a half tankers, three and a half horse Briggs and Stratton. Right. You know, when they're brand new, they run perfectly. And then about a season later, then you got to start adjusting the carburetor, you know, dialing, dialing in the little needles to make it go. And that, you know, that's beyond a lot of people because you got to take off the air cleaner. They don't have fuel injectors on. No, most, most, uh, mowers are really simple. One of your Wikipedia factoids says that an hour of a lawnmower is the same as a car, a single passenger car driving 600 miles in terms of wow. emissions. That's a lot of carbon so dioxide. So all of you people besides dumping horrible chemicals and wasting water with your, uh, with your lawn are basically leaving your car idling all day. Uh, rotary motors, the motor that we, you know, the mower that we know about, um, were not invented until 1930s. When they had those little tiny moat uh, engines, and they're they seem to be horrifically dangerous. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I don't have the the fact on the. Oh wait, here it is. Uh, criticism. There are eighty thousand people per year who are hospitalized due to mowering mowering to a mowering to mower mowering. Watch your. <laughs> Sorry. The American here. Academy of Pediatrics me- recommends that children be 12 or older before they mow. Crazy. But the American Institute of Podiatrists likes children using lawnmowers because the foot <laughs> is most often the part that gets caught under the mower. That's a motor fact. That is a motor fact. What else do we know about motors? Mowers. Electric motors are making electric motors and electric mowers are making a big comeback now that battery technology has improved. Yeah, but I still can't really see that working that well. You don't have to pull start it. Well, yeah. It doesn't make that you know, sound. It makes it a, you know, if you could do they also have the little robot mower. If you made it big enough, you could solar power it. Exactly. We have some stuff on. Wow, look at that mower. Wow. Check that mower out. That's what everybody says on on podcasting. That is the most comfortable place to rest my butt while mowing I've ever seen. (laughs) And it seems to have a roll bar. It doesn't have a steering wheel. It has two poles. I don't know about about the robotic mower. Here, this is it right here. I got a picture of it right here. No, no, there's the more details. Oh, look at that. No, the... The Roomba vacuum cleaner, I think, sort of works mm-hmm. because it can find its way back and recharge itself when it's running out. But you're usually going to have a lot more lawn than you are carpet space in your house. Exactly. The American Lawn Mower Company. Since 1895, there used to be 60 of these companies that made this kind of push uh-huh. blade spinning motor. You know, They make a cool sound. Yeah. There was um, 60 companies up until World War II, and then after that, there was only one. This company. You know what did it in? No, what? Prohibition. Really? No. (laughs) Wow, what a great fact that would have been. Um, So we have another beer. You know what's what's green like a lawn? We have some. No, no. Yeah, no, not that one. The other ones. Oh! You know what's green like a lawn? Explain what just happened. Okay, motor <laughs> took the beers in the in the six pack out of the cooler, and <laughs> the water the water leaked out on him, and he froze. 
his my, lag. My phone's ringing. He's froze his leg and his phone's ringing and it's all. We're going to talk about lawnmower racing. So lawnmower racing was not a real sport until 1990. Well, actually, it was invented in 1973, but it didn't have an official sponsor until 1994. <laughs> looks like I wet my pants. <laughs> lawnmower racing mania was a game released in 2007 was a game released in 2007. No, it was actually released in 2006. It was made for the PC and the Xbox. These guys actually hype up their Briggs & Stratton 25 horsepower engine and uh, go racing around in circles. Uh, I do not know if the blades are for real on that or not. What does the look just happen? Um, it looks like you missed. <laughs> uh, it's a wee can, John. Basic safety rules, wear goggles and protective hearing devices while mowing. <laughs> Avoid drugs and alcohol and read the safety manual and safety decals. Excellent. Don't drive your lawnmower when the, when the slope is more than 15 degrees. Ah, uh, yes, this... Uh... <laughs> I still have to recover from what just happened to me. My cell phone pocket is completely... Wet. As soon as, so, I reach over to the cooler. I, I misjudged what beer we were having next. He got excited. I got <laughs> so I went to lift the uh, the six pack that's wrapped in plastic out, and when I brought it up toward the table, it had a lot of cold ice cold water on it that spilled all over my lap. As soon as that happened, the vibrating function started going off on my cell phone. I didn't know whether or not I killed my phone. How funny. You know, the British have a lawnmower racing association, which is at racemower.co.uk. <laughs> the U.S. Lawnmower Racing Association is at letsmow.com. Really? Mm-hmm. Elmer Fudd Racing is... <laughs> oh, no. Elmer, Elmer Fudd Wasing. Wasing. Wasing, which is at mse1.com slash fudd. How funny is that? If you can't afford your own URL, I'm not going to listen to you. So robo mowers cost about a thousand bucks. You run a whole bunch of wire around your yard, kind of like you know you're keeping your dog right. in with the electric electric leash, and then you set the timer, and then these things go and mow the lawn for you, and then they return back to their charging station on their own totally the way to go you could just stand there and watch the thing and drink beer <laughs> you could shoot it with a bb gun <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm drinking coors light and i'm thinking about shooting things with a bb gun this guy is using the weed whacker to stir up the water in his pond so glad i don't have a yard here's what happens when you go over 15 degrees i have friends who uh in college, they, their fraternity used to put on a uh, a golf tournament mm -hmm. called the Greater Bourbon Open, and it was uh, it was played up in the Berkeley Hills, the Tilden Park Golf Course, where there are a lot of really steep slopes, and they always rolled two or three uh, two or three uh, golf carts. That's funny. Tip number three: leave all safety features intact. Yeah, don't take the cover off the spinning blade. No. Dumbass. Dumbass. Um, Famous French painter. If there's Andreas people that dumbass. are walking the dog, stop the mower. God. 
Okay, what's our next beer, John? Well, we have we have uh, Wit Creek back on the show. Wit Creek. Wit Creek. It's in a wee can. So if you compare the can to, say, the Miller Lite can, it looks like you're getting cheated. It's like a small European can. It is. So I did notice this when I was holding the beers in the grocery store. Uh-huh. I'm holding it like this. This was one thing. But then if I was holding this, it's like, eh, this feels more comfortable. Of course, I have a small hand. My dad had big paws. So tell me more about this beer, John. I don't know a lot about this beer other than it's a wit beer. It's this is what the uh, it's a Belgian wheat beer. This is what the Dutch use when they uh, mow lawns. It's five percent. So this is the biggest beer that we've had on the show. No, yeah, Bud's five. Is it? But I believe here it says five on the can. Could be four and a half. Five percent by volume. La 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 la. So why is this a lawnmower beer? Because it tastes really good when it's cold. It's not heavy. Okay. And it can be purchased at Trader, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Um, it has. Let's see. It doesn't have a bitter characteristic at all. Right. Um, it's very smooth. A lot of people are going to look at this and go, um, something's wrong with my beer. I can't see through it. And there are Dutch words on this can. There are Dutch words on the can. Ten minutes to hood bar tort in the That's funny. I'm reading factoids, looking for the next thing to say. And there I'm are no fun. factoids left. You know, there's 5,500 snapper mower dealers in the United States. What's a snapper mower? It's a mower made by Snapper. It's an American-made company. <laughs> you can buy a lawnmower from Walmart for 100 bucks. Put together by enslaved people in foreign lands. How about that? What else do I know? We like our beer local. We should like our lawnmowers local as well. Uh, yeah, I would say. I would get a goat and just let the goat or the sheep mow the lawn. You could drive to L.A. and get a goat. You know why we have lawns? Rent a car, make a little thing out of cardboard, and put the goats in the back. You know why we have lawns? No, why? The uh, during the uh, seventeen eighteen hundreds, when the English started building gigantic estates, mm -hmm. they liked having lawns because they liked trying to have the pastoral outside sort of naturalistic look, but they didn't like sheep. So that's when they started growing grass and trimming it. Mm -hmm. Just for the sake of looking at rolling green hills without the function of raising livestock because that was messy. And so as we came, a lot of what you see in landscape design in suburban America evolved from the idea of the English picturesque lands landscape. We now have these little tiny patches of grass that are mimicking the gigantic wide open patches of grass. They're mimicking fields rolling hills where you had sheep. So if you look at it from just that, it's a cartoon of a cartoon. <laughs> of a cartoon. <laughs> and if you've got a degree in architecture like I might have, you just learn that you're like, lawns are just so pathetic. They, Well, I did not find the uh, amount of lawn waste that goes into the landfill every year without being used at all. Right. And it's some astronomical number. You know, if we could teach dogs to eat grass, I think... Might get everything back in balance. Sure. Well, maybe some... dogs do eat grass though when they're sick, and then they throw yeah. it up again. They go, Bleh! yeah. Uh, Poor puppies. If and there are 
towns, cities that have have a way of you know they have you have to put the lawn garbage the uh, the lawn trimmings right. in a sp- specific bag so that they can pick it up and and uh, put it in a special place. Right. Otherwise, it's just going to you know ferment and give off gas and all you of talk, that. It sounds like my life. I ferment and give off gas. <laughs> um. There's a garbage strike in the East Bay this weekend. That's exciting. Oh, I was reading about that. Ah, Poor East Bay. Yeah. What else do we know about lawnmower beers? Uh, They're refreshing. They They should be kept cold. Always. Uh, When you see those concrete block buildings on the outskirts of town that on the side of the road that say coldest beer in town, that's where you go buy them. Exactly. Make sure you buy this beer cold. Keep it cold the whole time. John, the last beer that we have. Okay, let's break out the last beer. Is the beer that we need to keep the coldest. So I would say, given that it's named after a big, 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 big mountain, that this beer automatically is cold. This can's pretty cold. And it's not just... What? Rainier Brewing Company, Irwindale, California. We've been robbed. No, we're not. We both know the fact behind this. A lot of the, a lot of, uh, a lot of the beers that we know and love, there was a consolidation along the, uh, shall we call lower end or sort of leftover regional breweries, in the eighties uh, and nineties, mm-hmm. and Rainier was one of those. And they're all, when we do our our, uh, what was my title for the next show we're going to do, the. Uh, the B team beers yeah, or whatever it is, beers, right? Almost all the B team beers are Miller beers now. Hmm. Rainier is one of those. Reindeer beer, Green Death, Green Death, Green Death. Uh, most every city has its big old brewery that you can still see. Like he, the one in over San there. Francisco, it's Hams. The old Hams brewery is still a gigantic edifice, even though it's been remodeled into something else. And one of the great landmarks coming into Seattle. That's the bucket funny face. Uh, beer's really sweet. <laughs> um, one of the big landmarks coming into into Seattle now from the south, uh, people who are have only been to Seattle in the last five years will notice the Tully's Coffee House. That was the Rainier Brewery with the gigantic revolving R on the roof. Um, R. I forget what beer it is in San Antonio. I was down there to give a paper at a conference last year, and there's a beautiful building right north of uh, – downtown san antonio mm-hmm. uh that was an old brewery i'm like ah but it was far enough out that i couldn't get to it easily to go take pictures um but yeah rainier was one of those old breweries and during consolidation when there was ba- the band bleh, the brand was bought um they ceased to brew it at rainier and as you'll hear on our next show um i was lucky enough to get a tour of the rainier brewery they had tours every day but get that tour um Right before they stopped production up in Seattle. Bummer. But this is another beer that people have a lot of strong connections with. I would say, out of all the beers, this beer definitely needs to be cold, no matter what. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And I wouldn't even call this, I'm even going to say, possibly not a lawnmower beer. No, it's not really. It's one of those strange cans, too. It's a lot softer. Oh. Yeah, they they cost-reduced it. (laughs) Definitely uh, a lot of sweet overtones coming through this. You know, I didn't like No it. bitter at all. I haven't even tried it yet. 
Um, do you remember the very first, the second show that we did when we were, when we had the Miller? Yeah. It's very reminiscent of that. I'm scared to pick it up. <laughs> Don't pee. Let me see. This is what I do. This is what I do for you, our listeners. Oh, so it's also got a really funky. It smells like hash browns. Yeah, kind of. It also has this really weird end. After it sits in your mouth for a while, it's like, eh, how do I get rid of that? Oh, right, drink some more beer. <laughs> Show's gonna end really quickly after I sip this. Pretty much. Yeah, you got that funky it's, end. Yeah. It's not, and the thing is, is that we can't call this bad because it hasn't spoiled and because it's been in a clear bottle. No, I mean, there's, there's, and that's not a spoilage flavor. No, but it could be considered that. No, it's just sort of sweet and strange. Yeah. I don't know. But sweet and strange are, sweet is more of an approachable flavor than bitter. Uh, I don't know whether or not we talked about this on the show or where I came up with this. But the human palate is much happier with sweet than than bitter, because bitter, um, if you're thinking of primal people, bitter is could be associated with poisons and things like that, whereas there are very few sweet things that are going to kill you. Bitter and sour are two flavors that in our little acorn almond sized brain exactly was Small. a flavor that wasn't right. Right. And as you come on and you get to learn more about flavors, you go, there's a lot of good stuff with this flavor. This, though, tends to the sweeter. We like sweet and salty. That's the more accessible, it's probably not going to kill us flavor from our primal ages. Maybe this needs and, chips. <laughs> yes, it John. Need, it needs something. It needs nacho it cheese. Needs, needs nacho cheese. Not uh, not really good cheddar. Ha- jalapeno just, poppers. Yeah, um, something came. Something that you got was frozen and got dropped into the fryer. I really can't see what I would do to enjoy this beer. All right, so let's uh, sum this up from a uh, left to right. This is like my zero. Oh, on a, on flavors? No, no. We're gonna. In, oh, which ones are our favorites? Yeah, uh, I gotta tell it's you, like this is last. Rainier, green, green, yeah. green death. It's green death. Too, There's a reason its nickname is green it's death. It's too, too sweet. sweet. It's got a funky end. I'm not happy. Yeah. Um, this is my next. I'm in it with it too. Miller Lite is Miller Lite. just. But this is also our. I think it's also our our hoppy self tasting. But also with Miller Lite, our concern was that they're not really beer flavors in Miller Lite. It's, that there's nothing. At, where we go through the other four beers. Um, well, we could find we find beer flavors. I mean, they're they're flavors of ingredients that we know from mm-hmm. craft brew in all these other beers, right? Um, and and while they may be really super subtle, they're still there. They're still there. We're finding that Miller Lite doesn't ha- didn't have any of those flavors. Oh, no, it tastes like soda pop in some yeah. ways. I mean, we read the ingredients in the beginning, and anything that has propylene glycol, allegedly, it's allegedly. Wikipedia. I don't know. I don't know of a single. Home I love Wikipedia. But I know, I don't know of a single home brewer that's ever been able to successful, successfully recreate Miller Lite uh-huh. as a clone. Right. They've been able to make Budweiser. They've been able to make Coors, but not that. Okay, I'm not drinking any more of this. I would guess that Rainier is going with some of those funky uh, pieces. Pieces. Yeah. There's because a lot. Of, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of. There's a lot of. Eh, there's a lot of cheating with sugar, oh, yeah. I think, in, 
have 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 a little bit of one of these. Give to... me that. No, 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 that <laughs> banquet that. beer. Yeah, banquet beer. Um, and then I tended toward uh, regular Budweiser and Coors Light as the ones that I liked. And I'm going to go that I went with Bud and regular Coors. Okay. Those were the those are the the ways that I was leaning toward. Okay, so but these I mean what we're getting around to is two things. First, you can sit down with these all these beers uh, and taste the differences. You can taste one to the other, and you're going to find one has more of this, one has more of that, and you can taste them back and forth. And these are flavors you can pull out of any beer. Right, And so this is a very simple way to start tasting things. And these are also very subtle tastes, but they still stand out. And you can understand, just look for bitter or sweet. And then if you start to understand the taste of like the, uh, the grains that were used to produce the beer or the lack of the grains to produce the beer, these are all basic things that you can use and apply to other beers. The second thing is... <laughs> uh, five of seven of these beers, I would say, are they taste like beers? They're that you can taste all the ingredients. You, they're very subtle, but all the stuff is still there, and it tastes like somebody made this as beer, mm-hmm. not as like a science project, right? Alleged science project, alleged science project. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're valid beers. It's a valid style of beer. It's not that they're crap. It's not that they have no flavor. It's not that they don't know how to make beer. It's that this is what they're trying to brew. All right. Homework. Homework is to watch Smoking the Bandit. <laughs> uh, so the homework is, is, is three movies okay. that you need to watch. And this allows you enough time to have you and your friends come over and do a side-by-side-by-side-by-side by side of Miller, Coors, Coors Light, Bud, and Bud Light. Take careful notes. And throw in some Green Death or maybe yeah, some... Yeah, do something else that somebody... Or some Mickey's. Some Mickey's Big Mouth Beer. Mickey's will come in a lot like Rainier, I think. Right. And, you know, take out a piece of paper and put this, you know, quadrant on it. And oh, I love those things. They used to do those on Suck. Right. And they also do them... Where do they do them now where I see them all the time? Um, keep talking because i got to think So the idea is, is you put... On one side, you put sweet. Another the side, onion, you put... The tolerability yeah, index. exactly. On the other side, put bitter. On the top, put um, it's it's bitter, sweet, and then malty, we'll, or like it's, it's malty and not malty. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. Well, malty. you know what I'm trying to say. Coors Light would be the bottom if we're talking malty or not malty, right? But it would be and the bitter. It, for these beers, it would be bitter, not right. malty. Right. Whereas Budweiser would be. Malty, malty sweet, malty sweet, right? So Bud's going to go over here, yeah. And Coors is going to go like there, yeah. So, so know, pick up on. a copy of the Onion and figure out how they, these <laughs> things. I forget what they're called. There's a technical name for these. Um, it's called the perfect marketing chart because what happens is you want to you you want your product to be over here, okay? Right. So this quadrant sucks. This quadrant <laughs> sucks. This quadrant. Here's where you want to be. And so this is like the. But anyway, I did a thing once called the. Uh, it was the walkability. Something about different cities' walkabilities. Mm-hmm. Easy to walk, not easy to walk. Or it, they're a great way to, to – uh, the charting. And 
We'll maybe put a link to what we're talking about since you're just drawing pictures on there's a sheet an, of paper. Yeah, there's a name for what this thing um, is, but I don't know what it is. So that you can figure out how this goes because it's a good way to look at beer because if you gave everybody the same sheet, that would be a way to compare how you're all perceiving the flavors of the beer. Right. So while you're doing your tasting, have this mo- have Smoking in the Bandit, Heathers, and Very Bad Things going on in the background. Very Bad Things is one of the creepiest movies <laughs> I've ever seen. I, was, I rented this movie thinking... All right, very bad things. I know these actors. And then it just gets weird and, one and of my weirder fav- and weirder and then has the weirdest ending. John asked me what I did last week. What did you do last week? Killed a hooker. <laughs> um, That's a joke. Yeah. That's obviously a joke, but I always... <laughs> I was like, you went to Vegas? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you have to watch very bad things after you watch Heather's. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense if you watch them the other way around. In fact, I would even say this: smoking the bandit should be the third of your of your trifecta to movie. clean the horrible, horrible, horrible <laughs> so your, story of very bad things so out like, of your head. So you get that. Yeah. Speaking of bugs, bunny face. That was like, it was yeah. Like comedy was there was not enough comedy to fix very bad things in my head. No, it was a it's a sick sick film. While Heather's is funny. <laughs> I got a jet if I'm going to make class. Exactly. Or did she say motor? No, I think she says jet. Yeah. That's cooler and more edgy. And that was after Scissor Hands, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'm John Foster. I'm Motor. We have we nobody have else here today. Interns in LA, producers producing. The We have no guests. Supreme Commander's waiting for us. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're going to say our one last thing, and that is... Class dismissed! And, uh... That's it. <laughs> I think that's it. I don't think you even have... I don't want to drink any more reindeer to go pour some of the stuff down the drain. <sighs> well, no, I like this. Yeah. And I like that. I said some of this stuff. And I like that. This is... Some yeah. makes it a subset. That's and empty. That's empty. Thank you. <laughs> I can see liking this. Yeah. And I can see liking that. Well, I'm going... It's almost like Coors Light is... Wait. It's almost like this. It's way watered down IPA. Maybe. It still has a hot profile. I just like Coors Light because Coors Light is an absence of flavor. And sometimes you're looking for an absence of flavor. Right. And what it is, is it's light and a little bit bitter. Yeah, it's invisible flavor. There's, you don't get the icky sweet. No. Isn't, oh, that, right. isn't, that, that, a new, isn't that a new album by the White Stripes, Icky Sweet? <laughs> Have you heard that album? It's really good. No, I haven't been locked in a car with somebody <laughs> I know recently. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm waiting for the Mayfire's next EP to come out. And I missed their show Thursday night because... Uh, the bottom of the Hill Club. Missed it. I missed it because I was in the East Bay. Something was going on on Thursday that prevented me from going. You were probably recording one of your brilliant tech shows. I was. Um, oh, the other show that I m- missed was uh, Cold Hot Crash. I thought they were headlining. They were not. They were. The Mayfire is like 12 times better than Cold Hot Crash. Still. <laughs> still. Still. Could have been fun. Uh. Right. Okay. So uh, if you're still listening, please tell one of your friends. 
one of my friends. No, not I'm not talking to you, Motor. I'm talking to the, the, the listeners. Oh, we got to say this before. We gotta, go ahead. Please tell one of your friends about Beer School. Have them sign up through iTunes. You know, point out some of your favorite shows and say, you know, hey, if you want to learn more about beer, here's where to go. Surviving a beer festival seems to be making people happy. Exactly. Um, Home Brewer Part 2. Oh, wait. That's not up yet. <laughs> uh, that's coming up. That's That that show I like a lot. Uh, turns out that, um, believe it or not, Rockstar Bartender has a lot of good things to say about it. Rockstar Bartender is great. We there love, was just some grumpy person who realized that they were the person that we were the talking. Rockstar Bartender was talking about. <laughs> Wait, I come in with my sunglasses on, waving a $100 bill, and I can't get service. Exactly. Where do you think you are, in L.A.? Yes. Hey, kid. Hey, wait. One more thing. Sure. Look for us in Portland, the OBF. Uh, that's right. We're this gonna... is our last show we're recording before the OBF. Right. So, uh, Watermelon Wheat Song, listen. We'll put the link for that on uh, I, for uh, YouTube so yes. you can see it. As embarrassing as that is. No. No, it, we can put on the other not... ones. It's not embarrassing it's just it's funny it's one of those things like okay you know what i was there john's drunken on fire (laughs) (laughs) i did this and there it was and yeah funny stuff (laughs) all right hey kid yeah light me on fire